You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. I wanted to do for a few moments was talk about, in a little bit of depth, some of what we are doing, some of the why behind it, and even some frank and honest, candid challenges that people are facing in this time as we come to this. Um, and and maybe, you know, let, let's start with the school, because I know the school, to me, uh, is a journey of obedience, if I'm really honest, and I think it's a journey for you of obedience and faithfulness as well. Uh, yet, if we're really honest, there's such expectation and joy about what this could literally release upon the earth over the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, anything you want to share about the why behind making Kingdom City School a major focus of what we're doing this year? Well, I think it's because the way the world is heading, we really want to protect our children and get them ready for the world. I mean, we can um, send them to church, we can send them to youth group, but then also teach them concepts about God and math and science. It just is breeding, it's growing men and women of God who have such a big view of God. It won't be just a Sunday thing. It's like everyday thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's the uh, real exciting thing that I'm looking forward to is the uh, the type of children that will grow up into strong men and women of God mm. to be lawyers and doctors and politicians that's or right. pastors yeah. or, you know, and they will really impact mm. uh, their world and impact the cities that they are in. And I know that we've talked about this uh, separately, but you, you love the story of Daniel and basically how... Uh, he served the king. He wasn't a pastor or a preacher, no. but really in a cultivated environment that yes. partly he built himself. Yes. He excelled in yes. every area of life yes. and ended up bringing transformation to his nation. Yes. Well, when I was praying about the school, because it was a little bit intimidating at first because we don't have a raising education background of, you know, starting education. I'm not a teacher. And uh, I was saying, God, this is uh, really out of the box. And I feel like, you know, we might be uh, causing a disadvantage to the children. And then the Lord brought me back to Daniel and said in, in Daniel 1, it was about the four boys, you know, who had gone into the city. And all this stuff was laid in front of them, all the best of the best. And they didn't want to get infected by that. So they said, you know what, we're going to separate ourselves. And common sense says, that's crazy. Why are you separating yourself? You'll be socially uh, awkward. You won't know how to address the king. You're not eating the best. You won't know the best. That is, that's terrible. And they said, no, just give us 10 days, right? So they go away for 10 days and they separate and they don't consume what everybody else consumes, the best of the best. And then it actually says after 10 days, you know, everybody was shocked, but I love it says, After that, they said, as for these four young men, this is in verse 17 of Daniel 1, God gave them knowledge and skill in literature and wisdom. And I felt the Lord say, they will not, these children you are raising, the world will look at them and go, that doesn't make sense. They, They didn't go to a normal Ivy League school or whatever, but they're speaking like they have. They're carrying themselves like they have. They, they will have the wisdom and literature and the Holy Spirit will lead and direct them. You don't have to worry about education and how good or weak it is that the God, because this is my idea, you don't have to worry about that. And as soon as I got that, I was like, 
Oh, and then I felt this peace. And then that is when the door opened for curriculum to come in and partner with different organizations to be able to serve the entire world, not just one part of the world. I think the misnomer is sometimes that uh, something as different as this may isolate in a wrong way. But the thing about Daniel is he still spoke the language of the people. He learned the language of the Chaldeans. He didn't eat their diet, but he spoke their language. Uh, and to speak the language is to be relevant. And I think we're going to work so hard to keep our school as relevant to the cities we're in. Uh, but if you eat what the world eats, you'll die from what the world's dying from. But at the same time, if you don't speak their language, you won't be able to reach those people. So I think we, the, the framework is all set. It is exciting. I know it might not be for every child out there and it might not be for you and your child based on your setup, but I think it gives parents all over the world a really legitimate alternative because in so many of our countries, the quality of education is questionable. And in other countries, it's not the quality, but it's the agenda behind the education. And to have something that as a church, we can decide, create a framework and close the loop because you, as, as you said rightly, you can go to a godly church come from a godly home and how many times have we seen them go to an ungodly environment and then we lose the child so to speak even for a season so look it's going to have its journey but i'm genuinely excited i think all of the team are really excited it's also a great evangelistic tool we've had families who don't even know the lord mm. express interest and ask us about it and we've said look we are going to be teaching the bible we're going to be teaching this we're not pulling back and they're like no we're okay with that we want our children to have christian education yeah. and these are families from other religions yeah. that have inquired well the world is recognized it's going in a whole different direction and anyone with a moral base or some level of foundation is looking for not just uh, teaching on Christianity but just a worldview. and you like you said you still become brilliant in maths and science and English and literature and all the arts and the because those are the spaces that will change the world too but with a godly worldview. I feel like God's bringing us back 150 years ago. It was the church that took responsibility for education in communities and then government came in. So church let go and let the government go in and, and God's like, no, 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 let's bring it back around. And a lot of kids from uh, unsaved backgrounds ended up getting saved because the church was responsible for educating that generation. And so now we're coming back around and God's like, it's time church to come back and take hold of that. Uh, responsibility. So really, when you think about it, the infrastructure to set up a school is significant. And so that's a, that's why this is a massive project that we're going to undertake and over the next few years, because we're doing this not for a year or two. We're doing this, you know, this feels like 16 years ago when I, as a fragile single man with issues, not knowing what I wanted to do, had an encounter with God and went and I'm like, go and start a church. What's that? How do I do that? Well, that's what it feels like. Absolutely feels like that, except and we have each other now. <laughs> and 15, 16 years later, God's breathed on it, so I'm believing God's going to continue to breathe on this too. So, so that's super exciting. But then even beyond that, let's talk about some of the missions that we're doing. I know beyond the educational sphere, we're actually reaching the globe, and there's so many causes. I know this has got such a, a big piece of your heart, Pastor David, but why don't you speak to... Uh, I guess some of the reach and maybe just inspire the people around why we do what we do and what's happening. 
Yeah, well, my heart just wants to explode in multiple directions when I start talking about this, so you might have to rein me in a bit. But I love the fact that the miracle for us in our giving is what it enables to happen. That we're not sitting here talking about, you know, money so much as figures. We're saying, listen, when you give your money, this is the sort of stuff we can uh, really transform lives. And I've had the privilege of traveling to many of these places. I'm so glad. We're sitting here with the backdrop. These are the literal faces of the projects that we're involved with and the transformed lives, making life better. I tell you, it just grips me so deeply I can easily get emotional because when you actually go and you see this, in your booklet that you've got, they're, they're, they're just text on pieces of paper, but that's people, that's lives, that's children, that's families. And when you actually can go to actually see what our money is achieving, <clears throat> you know, uh, children that are rescued from vulnerable situations that we're, we're not only just feeding them, we're educating them. And I know the power of that, uh, the break their poverty cycle. It's more than just food in their stomach. It's actually saying we're educating you for a better tomorrow. And, you know, the idea of as an individual, if you're a family and you're thinking, I want to, which, which cause do I support? What do I do? That's wonderful. You know, you can go ahead and do the research. But the one thing I love about the infrastructure we have is we know these causes. We know often the people on the ground. There's a level of awareness about what's happening. And it's with confidence people can sow their finances knowing it's going to go to the places that we believe we have an idea where there's actual ground, there's actual fruit, there's actually good soil. So I'm really stirred about it, really excited. One of the things that I'm very unashamedly so passionate about his greenhouse and the engine room that that has become in our church. Um, you've done an amazing job trying to piece it together as it's exploded and expanded. Um, and it, every year that we sow into the greenhouse, it's, you know, yes, students pay fees, but beyond that, the scale and the scope and the countries we're reaching and the infrastructure and the upgrading of it uh, is, 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 again, a significant thing we're doing but really, I believe it's a wonderful cause. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think it's just such a privilege to be a part of a, a piece in stewarding the miracle. Because I joined the greenhouse journey in terms of my involvement uh, only you know, as it was starting to explode. So over the last few years, it's literally doubled every single year. And this year we have well over 2,000 students that have signed up to say, I want to be a part of this journey. And it really encourages me to hear the stories, you know, in the small cities, in the large cities of not just the person's life being impacted, but their marriages being changed, their families being changed. And it's not just changing individuals, it's literally changing their families. You know, I recently talked to someone, his name's Juan. His wife had been praying for him to get saved for five years. And uh, I actually happened to be there that Sunday when he got saved and she was bawling. It was such an emotional moment because he'd been praying for her salvation. So he gets saved. Six weeks later, he gets water baptized. And his wife said to him, you know, I really feel like I need to do greenhouse. And he was like, okay. And he's still new on the journey. And then God speaks to him about him needing to do greenhouse. So the two of them this year have done greenhouse together. And she's telling me how much it's 
impacted their marriage because she's been a Christian, he's been unsaved, but the two of them are going on this accelerated journey together and they're talking about the classes. It's actually individually impacted their faith journey as well as their marriage. They're from a blended family, so it's actually had a ripple effect onto their kids. Uh, The youngest daughter, she was really shy when they first came to church. She would only sit by her mum. She wouldn't go into kids. Now, because of the change in their household, in the atmosphere, in their home, she's in kids. She's actually serving. She's a carrier in kids. So in the last six months, their whole lives have been transformed. And that's just one person out of those 2,000 students. You know, so so just knowing, like you were saying, Pastor David, it's not just a number or it's not just, you know, it's it's literally individuals, families, lives getting changed. And, and you know, you're hearing about stories as we've expanded, not, we, you know, used to be in the years gone by only in our big cities, but because of people's generosity, we've had the infrastructure to be able to expand into every city uh, where those that can't maybe afford to pay how much it actually costs, we've been able to subsidise that. And so it's made it affordable to our whole church, whether you're part of the online campus, whether you're part of, you know, uh, all of our cities. And, and it's actually formed the core part of our carriers of our church. So we've expanded our reach, but we've also also strengthened the core of our church. Absolutely. So we've had so many new Christians that have been on this journey and they're now core carriers of our church. You know, so many, I love hearing stories about people who've been Christians for 20 years and they also do Greenhouse and they're talking about the impact it's had on them. So it actually has such a wide reach. It's so exciting. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, I mean, um, after listening to everything we've just heard, I think, I think that should be enough. But nevertheless, we should ask um, our relationship with money. Everybody has a relationship with money. What is your relationship with money? Jesus in Luke chapter 16 talks of that. Is money your Lord or is money your servant? When he, he tells us in verse 13, you cannot serve but two masters. He's actually talking about your relationship. Is money your servant? Is money your Lord? If money is your Lord, then it controls your life. How does money control your life? Either because it controls out of greed it controls your life out of fear because I, I don't have enough money. That fear is huge. Or it controls your life because you believe money will make me happy, which is a very modern expression of the spirit of greed. If I don't have money, I'm unhappy, which is a lie, an absolute lie. You can have money and be very unhappy and you can have no money and be very happy. So, so that's the relationship you have if money is your law. But if money is your servant, which is what Jesus is trying to teach us, particularly in Luke 16, then he says you can, you can do so much with this money. In fact, money, you can use that money for eternal gain. You can, you, you can save treasures in heaven if you will know how to take hold of this money. But then there's the spirit, which he calls mammon. There's a spirit, which is so interesting. That means there is a demonic strategy, which is all over the world. And each of us needs to recognize it, who wants to come and lie to you and get a hold of you and your money because he's afraid of what you do with your money. But every time we come, and that's why I love miracle offering, because now it's not just miracle offering, it's not just giving. Remember, there's prayer. We've all been through the season of fasting. There's a unity because we're doing this. All these are powerful, supernatural, divine principles that brings us to this amazing kingdom moment. I'm excited. 
All right, we're in this moment, and and if you if you if you do that, you destroy uh, Mammon, who is trying to get hold of you. In fact, I feel you 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 smash his power, and you let Jesus be Lord, and it affects the school education, a huge area in which it brings Christ, affects missions, people who are struggling, poor. It affects greenhouse and green room. I mean, these are instruments that will bring the kingdom of God. And we have to ask, what is our relationship oh, with wow. money? And I like how you talk about a relationship, it's personal. It's real, It's and mammon is a spirit. It, it's so that there's this idea that this is more than just a natural transaction or what's in my account. It's, it's actually far more than that. And, you know, Pastor Martin, you've seen over many years, many building projects, you've seen, I guess, a lot of stuff. Any insight you can give as to some of the tensions people feel around this? Yeah, one of the greatest inspirations I've always had is actually from the Apostle Paul. Uh, you know, when he starts to talk to everybody, using the example of how the Macedonian church just absolutely impacted him. And it tells us a lot about sensitivity because in 2 Corinthians 8, you know, Pastor, uh, the Apostle Paul is saying to everyone, I want to tell you about the story of the Macedonians. Out of their great poverty, out of their great need, their generosity welled up and overflowed. They gave everything they could and beyond their ability. But then he makes a statement, he says, and they pleaded with us for the opportunity to participate in this giving. And the context, this is why it's so applicable to us here at Kingdom City, the, the context of that actual giving was a offering beyond themselves to the Jerusalem church who were going through such hardship and difficulty. Here's the sensitivity. It's like Paul was almost the one saying, I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to ask you. It's not a convenient time. Uh, you've been through a couple of years of difficulty, but like what we've all been through with COVID. And then they start pleading. They're like, hey, hey, no, please don't rob us. <laughs> don't rob us of the opportunity to give. But what Paul emphasizes here, which is what I love about it, is he brings in the supernatural. This is why, again, it's so applicable to us because it's called miracle offering. Miraculous for the miracles that happen because of our given. Miraculous because we're going to see schools and lives transformed that started and, and lives transformed missions. But it's also a miracle that we're able to give beyond our ability. Because what he says to them, he says, they excelled in the grace of giving. And the inspiration for me there, we know the term grace literally means God's ability to do beyond what we can do. And so the Macedonians, it says they gave everything according their, to their ability but they gave more than that. They actually, they actually gave in such a way that they actually gave beyond their means. Now, they didn't live beyond their means. They gave beyond their means. And one of the great joys is to see what the Lord has done around the world. As every one of you, you continue to bring the reality of God to your world. I sat down with some of our pastors to hear from them what's going on in their world, which is your world. And we started off in New Zealand. And to kick us off, here's Pastor Sheldon Brown from Kingdom City in Auckland. It's so great to be part of a, a global family making an impact all around the world. But here in Auckland, New Zealand, Aotearoa, uh, you know, being part of Miracle Offering, we just, we saw an incredible uh, opportunity for God to move even last year. You know, we saw both an impact with people's faith life, you know, both personal and a sense of missional focus. I think uh, on a personal front, we had so many, um, even last year, so many testimonies that came through just on their own personal journey of faith where multiple people had 
breakthroughs in their finances where God actually did above and beyond what they could even, even imagine or believe for. Um, in fact, we had, um, you know, I think the biggest revelation was so many people, you know, realizing what we get to do, what we're a part of, what we get to actually see go beyond us in terms of all the different things that we're actually reaching towards, even locally. You know, a lot of what we gave last year went towards finishing our building. Uh, we are now in a beautiful hub here in Auckland, New Zealand, and it's only just the start of what God is doing. Uh, we also saw uh, so much impact in terms of the global, uh, sorry, the COVID relief fund and with a lot of uh, people and families and community groups really struggling uh, financially and just basic household needs. We're able to actually really help towards that through the work of the Dream Center. And uh, yeah, that's that's just in a nutshell, I guess, what God was able to do through Auckland, New Zealand. So I'm looking forward to it and I've got a lot of faith for what God's going to do uh, this year with the Miracle Offering. Brilliant. And of course, uh, kia ora to all our Kiwi family uh, right there. And, you know, the excitement around the new building is wonderful, but it's not the end of a journey. It's the start of a journey. Uh, there's more to be done. We still have a mortgage that we want to smash and shatter. And there's so many new people and families that have joined the church. So a big shout out to all of you. This is a new thing for a lot of people. But, you know, I'm so stirred because you see the sacrifice of people who literally come, uh, whether individuals, whether couples, whether families, and they sacrificially, some set aside a week's income, some a month's income, some even more than that. And the sacrifice is what's made this expansion possible. Let's go to Australia. We have some good news, Pastor Mark and Kingdom City family globally. Kingdom City Australia is alive and well. And uh, what we have seen God do is absolutely remarkable. Kingdom Kingdom City in Perth, uh, there are now over 11,000 people that call Kingdom City in Perth their spiritual home. We are spread out across five campuses. There's Butler, Wangara, Central, Canningvale and Mandra, and now there are over a hundred people that call Kingdom City in Hobart their spiritual home. But through this miracle offering, Pastor Mark and Global Family, we are believing that we will create more room to reach more people. And we have some exciting uh, building projects happening. Our Butler build is getting close to completion and uh, our family and Butler can make a little bit of noise right now because they've been waiting a long time haven't they uh, Pastor Mark but come September we do expect that our campus in Butler our family in Butler will move into a brand new state-of-the-art building in the northernmost corner and corridor of our city uh, the our central campus, the search is on, Pastor Mark. And I know Pastor Joel Rolt has been looking at uh, in upwards of 20 different uh, places in the city uh, for that where our central campus can call home. So we're believing that over the next few months, our central campus is going to find a home in the heart of our city. And we're going to reach more people through that. We're about to renovate our Canningvale facility. And we've got draft plans that are in motion that we anticipate will be sent to our council in due course. That's going to include a basketball court, an enclosed family worship auditorium, an indoor playground for our children, a new toilets, which all of our family in Canningvale are praising God right now as they're watching this. But we're very, very excited because all of this creates more room for more people to be in the room. Pastor Jono and Katie Deal over in Hobart pioneering at the grassroots level hearing and sharing testimonies of what God's doing over there, including reaching their own family as well. But we're believing that one day our family in Hobart will have a building of their own as well. And we're so passionate, Pastor Mark, because we don't want to leave a debt for the next generation. We want to leave a legacy for the next generation. And uh, in Australia, we're doing this by building 
permanent facilities and buildings that will outlive us and outlast us and creating more room. And as Butler moves into their new facility, we believe that the campus will double, even triple. And as Canningvale renovates and we increase the building footprint, that thousands more people can be added to the journey there. As Central finds a permanent facility, we believe that will accelerate as well. And we stand on the shoulders of those that went before us. And now it's our turn to do the same. And we're so excited, Pastor Mark and Global family because what God is about to do, we believe in Australia, in Perth, in Hobart, will touch the East Coast as well right. through this miracle offering 2022. We're surrounding the East Coast. People have said, are we going to go to, you know, the east, eastern part of Perth? Well, we eastern part of Australia, sorry. We've got the West. We've got now something in Tassie. We've even got family in New Zealand. So the East is surrounded. It's just a matter of time before we land there. So that's incredible. Great to hear. Let's go to uh, Singapore. This whole journey, being a part of Singapore, it, it is a blessing for us to be a part of this huge global family. And uh, through our miracle offering, we've reached many migrant workers here in Singapore, low-income houses. And when we went out to the dormitories, we're reaching people from India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, China, different connecting with people all over the globe. We've seen our connect groups grow from 60, 67 groups to now 146 groups over the last two years. So connecting with more people locally. I really feel, you know, being a part of the Kingdom City Global Family, that we're connecting to nations all around the globe. Uh, over the last two years, we've seen many families come in and joining the church here in Singapore, but also people being sent out to nations across the globe. Uh, of course, the last two years, we saw uh, dearly missed uh, Pastor Jose and Ruth from Singapore family go up, go back to Mexico. And now we've got our Kingdom City Mexico family pumping over there. And uh, we're excited for that. Uh, you know, I think one of the other things that our miracle offering is a part of is the technology, the media and the content that over the last two years, even right here in Singapore, we've never felt so strengthened, so equipped, so connected to our global family. We never felt like we're alone. We always felt like we're connected through our online services, through the green room, through our kids' church. Our kids' church has been amazing, Pastor Mark. We've seen so many families joining over the last two years online to our kids' church. And now that things have opened up, They've made the transition to physically joining us at the Capitol Theatre. Let's go across to Botswana, Papi, Houtsenelelwe. I mean, the revival in Africa. Great to have you join us, sir. There is faith that is already being said. Uh, I like uh, the words that you once said that, you know, uh, it's not about equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice. And we are believing to see like everybody just catching this, you know, the, with expectation and great things that are already happening. Uh, currently in Botswana, we have like over 2,000 people calling Kingdom City home and uh, 600 of them attending connect groups. This past season, we, we saw like uh, 232 people getting baptized. I felt in my heart, God put in my heart uh, that we're going to go deeper into a decade of discipleship that is seeing like our generation, you know, reach young youth, kids, adults, and taking revival to schools, marketplace. And the other thing is reaching and uh, expansion. Uh, we are believing, currently we have 78 connect groups, and we are believing to see connect groups growing to 120 connect groups, uh, reaching communities through connect groups, and even expansion across our regions. Because currently, like, uh, we all we have connect groups, not only in Gaborone, uh, there's a town just... Uh, 
200 kilometers away from Gaborone. Already something is brewing there. They have about four connect groups. So we believe that we're going to see expansions uh, into even the nearest villages, the nearest cities and all of that. The third thing as well is uh, on the side of building and land, like in Gaborone, I believe we're going to continue to put the stake in the ground. Like we're already outgrowing the building that we are in right now. And by faith, by faith, we're believing that this year we will be sowing into either the building or renovation or putting the stake in the ground. Like we feel this so much in our heart that it's time we have our own land. Yeah. Because this is going to be the hub of what God is going to do in our region and even across Africa. And also, I'm also really, really, really excited about this one, uh, Pastor Mark, uh, that our Kingdom City Africa Conference, something is going to shift from this conference. And I believe it's going to be a launching pad towards reaching our nation, reaching uh, the, the regions and even beyond. So there's such an excitement, such an expectation. And I felt Isaiah 54 in my heart that enlarge the place of your tent and let this, and, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your course and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nation and make the desolate cities inhabited. Whatever thing, the hopelessness that the enemy brought uh, through uh, the pandemic, we believe that God is saying this is a time of inheriting the fruits of what God is going to do. Wonderful. Incredible. You always feel faith when Pastor Matthew speaks and uh, today is no exception uh, in every country and you know, uh, Pastor Blake, he, you and Lizzie did an amazing job going there and, and serving so faithfully for so long and laid a foundation that these guys are now taking to a whole nother level. There but I know out of that, in the ground. amen, but out of that now, South Africa and Zambia, it's do you amazing. want to give us an update on how they're going? Listen, that move of God, that electricity you just heard has been bouncing all over the continent of Africa. Got some great testimonies from Zambia and from South Africa. In Zambia, connect and church attendance has tripled in the last six months. Giving has doubled in the last six months. Eight greenhouse students last year, 26 greenhouse students this year. They've moved to a brand new location, and they're already feeling like they're going to be filling that new location very soon. They started New Christians Connects after church on a Sunday. In Johannesburg, they are seeing, check this out, they are seeing over 150 people. It's, it's a baby campus. Over 150 people coming each week, 24 connect groups, 32 greenhouse students, 64 carriers. They've, they've had challenges. There's so much tensions and unrest going on in Africa, but they have shown their light has come forth. They were doing grocery store outreach in South Africa, helping people take their cars and gro carts and groceries to their door and evangelizing on the way. So good stuff is happening. That conference in Africa is going to be amazing. Just God is moving over Amen. there. Yeah, and, we're and excited. The, the miracle of South Africa is really stunning. And, uh, and even how Zambia came out of what was happening in Botswana. So exciting. Uh, Pastor Ben, I know you've got some updates from some of the other countries. Why don't you share with the world what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. There's been some really incredible things happening around the world. And this is, Pastor Matt and I work with a lot of the other cities, so we hear these stories all the time. But it's incredible to see, uh, for instance, what's been happening in Mexico. I mean, that is one of our newest cities. And Jose and Ruth that came from Singapore, and now Ricardo who came from Bali. God's doing some incredible things there. They're already up to five connect groups meeting in person in Mexico City. Uh, they're already, they've had a few services where they've had 50 
50 or even 80 people attend. So they've been seeing some really great things uh, happen over there. There's a real revival spirit and atmosphere where we're hearing these testimonies, these crazy testimonies of reaching out to people in the street, uh, stopping people even from near suicide and, and then evangelizing them and helping them to, to give their life to Christ. It's actually been so incredible uh, what's been happening in Mexico. And every the, the cool thing is, is that people are coming from other cities. So some people have come from KL and Perth and some more people just came over from Bali and they're, they're cherishing every single Kingdom City person that joins them as they pick up the plow and as they help them uh, reach the city of Mexico City. Hola to all our family and friends in Mexico. What about Indonesia? Tell us about Indonesia. Indonesia's doing well. It's alive and well. And uh, Pastor Hari and Surabaya, Pastor Steve uh, in Bali. We're getting very close uh, with our building facility, uh, finding a permanent home in Bali. So that's exciting because that'll really be a hub for the whole region and for uh, for the whole nation as Indonesia is one of the most populous nations in all the world. And so we're excited about what's happening there. Uh, the connect groups are growing. Uh, Pastor Steve was telling me because that was an existing church that became Kingdom City. When that happened, there was two connect groups. Now they're up to 24 connect groups wow. only a few years later. Wow. They've got so many Amazing. greenhouse students and Bali is incredible like that as well where people are literally ending up in Dubai. They're ending up in Singapore. They're ending up in Mexico City, but their journey, they got saved, they got set on fire in Bali. So that's it's been really beautiful to see what's happening there Amazing. as well. Amazing. The waters are stirring in Indonesia. You feel like something's about to explode over there. So, uh, And I know that while we're talking to you, you're also in touch with the guys in Sri Lanka who've had a really rough time in terms of the country, but the church has somehow been like salt and light and managed to rise above some of the challenges. Tell us, and firstly, greetings to, to Himal and Pia and all our family out there. How's Sri Lanka doing? Yeah, I mean, you're so true. They really started in turmoil. I mean, it started just shortly after we announced we were going. Then there was the, the bombings that happened, which was so horrific and so heartbreaking. And then they had COVID. And now at the moment, this has probably been one of the worst crises that they've experienced with the unrest, the food shortages, the gas shortages. What we cannot understand and what just absolutely blows us away is seeing how the church is growing and going forward. It's going forward in every every single every single area. This connect groups are growing. They're seeing they're seeing about eighty people in connect groups each week, and between eighty to one hundred people come to church each week, and that's a significant increase just even this year. The amazing thing is, Pastor Mark, is giving is increasing. It hasn't stopped people from coming to church. It hasn't stopped people from serving. Instead, they've said, no, no, we want to get more involved. And we want to sow even more into what God's doing in Colombo. Reminds me of what Pastor Martin spoke about earlier about the Macedonian church. Even in their in their struggle, in their turmoil, in their poverty, they excelled in the grace of giving. And just, you know, we, we as leaders feel sensitive around, listen, we just you know don't want to put anyone in a tough spot. But they're like, don't you dare rob us from the privilege of being a part of this miracle. So it's, so, it's inspirational to hear. It's inspirational. Speaking of inspirational, let's go to Dubai. Dubai is such a unique city. As you know, Pastor Mark, you're here recently along with some of the team. Over 80% of the population are expats. And when you first arrive in Dubai, you're instantly met by the opulence and the luxury. But people often come with a, with a temporary mindset, with a uh, transient mindset. But in the midst of that, God is awakening his body and, and using Kingdom City to really be a lighthouse and a safe house for so many while they're here. And, um, 
just what's happening in our church has been so exciting. Like everyone else, we are at the brink of something significant, not just in our city, but in this whole region. Um, our church has doubled in the last uh, few months and our connects are on their way, on track to doubling. Greenhouse is like three times the size it was last year. So God's really breathing. And what that tells us is that, you know, even though people come and they think they're here for a job or they think they're here for a certain purpose, but then they meet God again. They might have been saved. They might come Christian, but then they find God and they have an encounter and something is stirred, something is awakened, and that you can see the fruit of that in everything that's um, that's happening. And so our church, our, 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 our family, um, like everyone else that we've just heard, we're so excited for Miracle Offering. Miracle Offering in a context like Dubai just fits with the visionary um, nature of the city, with the ability, people have the ability to perceive beyond themselves, just because city lends itself to that. And I think that the body of Christ will, won't be, won't fall behind, will be the same this year. And I, I, I'm just so encouraged because I believe that, you know, people here right now today have the ability to partner with something, not just for our generation, not just for our time, but beyond our time, beyond our visa validities and HR contracts and, you know, work agreements, because God's doing something here. Um, and then as we even go out from here, we'll take something that God put inside of us in this time here. And so what we're really excited for, what we're really stirred for is our next conference. Um, we want to house all this revival. And so Miracle Offering will really strengthen us as a city um, to go to that next place, to get our own space, to get our new hub and to, you know, have all that. I get so um, envious in a, in a very nice way when I hear all the stories about buildings. I'm like, God, do it in Dubai. God, do it in Dubai. What you're doing in New Zealand, what you're doing in Canningvale, what you're doing everywhere else, do it in Dubai. And I think that um, the hunger is there, the passion is there, the faith is there. And so something like Miracle Offering has come at the right time to engage and empower people to go beyond themselves, to dream bigger, to get excited and to partner with what God is doing in this region. So I'm really proud of what's, what's happening here, really excited and pumped to see um, how it all pans out over the next 12 months. Brilliant. And that is a wonderful uh, exhortation to not just everyone in our Dubai family, but everyone around the world. Um, Pastor Matt Fielder, right now, uh, if you could just give us an update, I would love to hear what is happening in Cambodia, what's happening in London, what's happening in India. I know you're in touch with all these guys. Uh, share with the globe what's going on. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Hello, everybody. And Susaday, Susaday to my people in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Let me tell you, listen, they have gone off the dial in the last 12 months. Do you know in the last 12 months, there's been over 600 new people joined the weekly services over there in Cambodia. That is off the chain. And over 200 people have made a first-time decision for Jesus Christ. I mean, this is a mixed of pandemic lockdowns, all sorts of different things there. They've grown to 90 connect groups. Uh, believing for 120, the way it's going, they'll be at 120 connect groups by the end of this year. And this is the most amazing thing. People have begun to open up their homes all throughout Phnom Penh, whereas before, a lot of it was just meeting at the hub. So now people, because of what the enemy intended for bad, God has turned around for good and people are opening up their homes. And so now the connect groups are spreading all over the place. They've got 95 greenhouse students in Cambodia. I mean, that's just off the chain, right? And so it's getting stronger and stronger as the weeks go by. And one of the biggest things that has happened, there's been something so significant happening in the kids and the youth. 
in Cambodia, which has always been the heartbeat of where we, we can see that the future, that the, the future generation, that the future of the church, and there's been a real drawing in. There's starting to become a revival happening amongst the young people where they're seeing miracles happening. They're seeing people coming in and getting their lives changed. Kids are bringing kids. They're witnessing. They're evangelizing. Even in the slums, there's been some incredible outbreaks of where people have been giving their lives to Christ because the kids are getting on fire for Jesus. So I'm telling you, God has got big things planned over the next 12 months, and they're just going to be going even further, wider and broader with the outreach, with their connect groups. It's really built the strength of the church over there in Phnom Penh, which has been amazing. In London, uh, it's easy for me. Hello there. How are you? Right. So London's absolutely doing great. I mean, they've, they've been up and down with pandemic. They've been up and down with lockdown and different things like this. But just in the last few weeks, families are beginning to return. New families are starting to come to church. I mean, and it's starting to expand through online church, which I'm sure Pastor Brooke will talk about. But, you know, 118 miles, of course, if we're talking from England scale, 118 miles west, we've got Bristol or 190 kilometers for those that use the metric system. God's beginning to do incredible things there in Bristol where gatherings are starting to happen. And so there's something significant happening in London. And you know what? I want to say this, Pastor Mark. I was reading some stats about London. Do you know that in the last decade, approximately 2,000 churches have closed down? 2,000 churches have closed down approximately in the last in, in the last 10 years. And they're saying that if things don't change, they're saying, researchers are saying that up to another 350 churches will close in the next four to five year period. And they're saying, because there's something that needs to shift. And I'm telling you, when we're giving into the miracle offering, one of the reasons why churches are closing down is because of funding, because of support. But I'm telling you, as we sow this seed in the miracle offering, I'm telling you, God is about to do something. He will build the house but we get to partner with him in reaching London. It is a central hub for Europe that is going to sweep across the rest of Europe. I'm telling you, London, 10 million people living in that incredible little area that is going to send out and do amazing things. But it's time for the church to go to that next level and we get to play a part in it. And I'm excited for Pastor John and Michelle Pierce doing a phenomenal job there. And then lastly, we've got Delhi. Delhi, here we go. Namaste. Namaste, okay? Delhi, listen, Joe and Betsy, Pastor Joe and Betsy doing a phenomenal job, moved over to Delhi nine months ago in amongst lockdown pandemic and a whole bunch of restrictions. They moved their family over to Delhi and, and what started as a church in homes has now become a church that feels like home. A whole bunch of people have decided to join the church, getting involved. They've already got eight connect groups. They've got 15 greenhouse students. I mean, it's just insane. So more people are starting to hear about Kingdom City. And I'm telling you, because of the, the contemporary way that we present the gospel, because of the family atmosphere that we create in the church environment, they're already beginning to see the room that they're using right now beginning to fill and they're going to need to find a bigger place. The plans over the next 12 months is to find a hub in Delhi that actually stirs, that they can call their own so it becomes a 24-7 facility. I'm telling you, God has massive things planned for Delhi. The team is growing. That The lean-in is growing. It's exciting days. Brilliant. 
Amazing. And, you know, Delhi, Mexico, quite a few of these places came out of the online campus. It came out of, and the online campus came out of really the fact that we were all stuck and the, this crisis hit the planet. And we're like, let's, let's try and reach the world. And really the story of what God has done there, um, and it's an amazing team effort. There, there's obviously Mike and Brooks spearheading it, but there's a whole uh, media infrastructure, all the content, the worship, the praise, the messages, and all the infrastructure, and connect leaders all around the world who've gathered. And just, it's been a real experiment that God has breathed on. At the moment, we've got 277 cities that lean in every week that we call the online campus. So these are guys that lean in every week, watch our Sunday service. We've got uh, 113 cities represented in our connect groups. So we've wow. got 57 connect groups. Hang on, 277 cities that lean in that 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 are part of the campus. Yes, and then 113. Uh, involved in connect group. I don't think in cities. How cool is that? That is crazy. I know it's crazy. So this is the ex- this is the extended territory we have right, right now. So we've got and we've got over a hundred greenhouse students si- in sixty two cities. So shout out to our greenhouse students. That's right. Absolute shout out. But here's the extending territory, and I love that Pastor Matt touched on London. And I was looking up London, and London is actually the city of all cities. But just outside of London, well, it's a little bit further, is Bristol. So we've got a gathering. Now we started that gathering in March. Uh, they are gathering now. So shout out to Travis and the team in Bristol. Excited Travis to have Stan. you guys with us. But we are having another gathering in August, another one in October. And this is what we'd love to do. We'd really love to secure a building mm. in Jesus' Amen. name to have weekly gatherings in Bristol. Now, wow. Travis is getting married in September, so we missed out September. But we're hoping to have weekly gatherings in Bristol. And we've got guys, we've got um, students, Pastor Mark, in Leeds uh, from Greenhouse. Wow. And now these guys all come in and touch into Bristol, wow. Oxford, Cambridge, all around the UK. So I love what you're saying about the UK, Pastor Matt. And then we've got Hong Kong. Shout out to James, Angela and the team, Connie, Bonnie in Connie and Bonnie in Hong Kong. Uh, these guys started gatherings, weekly gatherings in May. Now, Hong Kong's pretty excited. In our first uh, gathering in Hong Kong, we had 13 kids. So, you know, our kids, uh, kids gathering alone is nearly as big as our adult gathering. So you're right. So this has been exciting. Uh, we'd love to keep the momentum in Hong Kong, right. Pastor Mark. We're really excited about that. So, And these are great carriers who carried a church at home through the whole pandemic. Now they've stepped into a gathering. So we're really excited to see through the Miracle Offering what we can do in Hong Kong. We also had our first gathering in Germany in June. So shout out to Angel and Chris in Germany, of which Pastor John and Travis went to. So guys, there's so much happening in Europe. So let's talk India. India is exciting. There's a there's a guy in India. He's an amazing Connect Group leader. He actually takes all your videos, Pastor Mark. He takes all the Connect Groups and he goes into the forest areas in the south wow. of India, translates it, takes it in, and these guys have never even heard of amazing. Jesus. Amazing. So he's taking that into India. So he is incredible. Same thing in Pakistan, Pastor Mark. We, we've heard about Pakistan. This couple are incredible. I asked him to send me through a translation and it was you praying in the background, him over the top of an audio just to show me how he does it. Uh, they have this tiny building. They pack people in. He translates, connects. It's a bit verbatim. It's a bit like your uh, message into Pakistan, but it's incredible. 
I mean, Pakistan is just mind-blowing. I, I just think it's, we have no control. It's completely God. This couple is just so committed. They love being part of the family. So we're really excited to see what could happen there. And then something else that's, that's been really excited has been, um, we did 12 baptisms this year. And some of those baptisms, I mean, there was a few in bathtubs. One was on the top of their, uh, their house in South Korea, in this tiny little Korean bathtub beautiful little girl um, that got baptised there. We had one in Taiwan. She got baptised with her mum. That was incredible. But our guys in Baguio in the Philippines, uh, one of their Connect Group members at 3am got up in Texas and then he baptised her in Texas in the bathtub with her daughter while we... I mean, it's incredible. So this is really the extended territory. And then when we think that we've pushed the the pegs of the tent out, we just have to open up one way or another and let everyone in because everyone's welcome. And and this is really what it is. is the complete extended territory of the kingdom. And we, I mean, sometimes Mark and I look at each other and we're like, really? What? Wow. Like, I don't know. There there really is no word. So this is what's happening, but we are looking forward to extending the territory even more. It's just hard to even get your mind around the fact that 277 cities... I don't think I could even list 277 cities if I tried. I I could give it a shot. But... From that many cities, people are from our online campus, 113 cities, people are leaning in for connect groups in our online campus alone. And uh, to see the scope and the scale, and I love the gathering stories, the idea that out of these pockets, people aren't just watching online, they're now coming together in groups, uh, renting halls, finding spaces, just starting. I mean, this is, this is amazing. And this is what we all get to be a part of. And um, I've saved for last, but definitely not least, uh, where it all began in Malaysia and uh, not only Kuala Lumpur, but now the five cities that have spawned. Uh, Pastor Sean Isaac, so good to have you join us. Uh, a huge shout out to all our family right across Malaysia. And, um, you know, we started there and we modeled uh, sharing, caring, expanding. Now we hear the stuff about the online campus, you can't get your head around it. But when we started with, with, with Malaysia and then we went to Perth and then we started Sing- Cambodia, Singapore, it, it's just to look and see what the Lord has done as we continue to sow, we continue to give. You know, before we hear from Sean, uh, there's some of our staff moving across other nations in the next six months. People relocating to Greece, people relocating to New Zealand, people relocating to, uh, to Malaysia. I mean, all over the place. But in the middle of that, I, you know, there's always the sense of, God, is this too far? Is this too much? Have we gone too far? Every time we sow, it just seems to have this catalytic, expansive impact. And uh, never is that more present than in Malaysia, where it's not only exploded in KL, but in, I remember one conversation about three, four years ago, uh, Pastor Sean and I had a chat, and literally out of that, four cities, and then a fifth one got added. And uh, he's here today to tell the world uh, what God is doing in Malaysia. So thank you, Pastor Sean. Go for it. Amazing. Hi, Pastor Mark. Hi, Global Family. Big shout out to everyone from across Malaysia. You know, Pastor Mark, I remember that conversation and just look at what the Lord has done today across the five cities, including KL. We've got a total of 519 connect groups in total. And we've got a church of just under 13,000 in total and just under 10,000 in KL alone. I mean, God is doing phenomenal things. You know, Pastor Mark, I'm so excited for all God has done. Even through every generous giver, through every um, leader, connect leader who has said yes to the Lord, the kingdom of God has been extended like never before and is continually being extended. And just the season we are coming out from in KL, 
everyone who has sown into Miracle Offering, we've made such a huge impact across the nation of Malaysia, especially in the season or where we went through the pandemic. We sowed into marginalized communities. We provided food relief. We provided clothes, medicine to lower social economic income groups, to marginalized groups. And even when we had, Pastor Mark, the floods in KL, many of our people actually went to go and rebuild the homes. We gave into families to rebuild their life. There's a tangible difference that we have made in the lives of people within the church and even outside the church. Many have come to know the Lord. And what we are seeing even God do in this season, Pastor Mark, we see about over 400 new people every month in church, uh, about 120 uh, decisions for Christ every month in KL alone and it, not including the five cities. There is an awakening taking place and it's like the roar of the Lion of Judah is just coming out from across Malaysia. And I'm telling you, God has got so much more and the testimony of awakening in people's lives, the ordinary families that are just saying yes to God and are seeing God move in their life, whether it's in supernatural provision, seeing God restore their marriages and their families, it is unbelievable and God's got so much more for us. So I just wanted to say that the five cities and Malaysia as a whole is alive and well, but the roar is about to get louder in this new year. And we are really believing God, Pastor Ma, especially in KL, uh, the five cities uh, through the generous sowing of people, we all have hubs now of our own across the city, but now it's the turn of Kuala Lumpur and one city is right in front of us. The the, all the renovations are going to get started and we're looking to uh, gather 2,000 people per service and I really believe by the time we reach the end of the year we're going to be filling up that space in multiple services and we're just so excited for all God has for us in the future of KL. I just wanted to say we are making an impact across the nation but there are still other cities in Malaysia that are yet to be reached KL has still got many places without connect groups. And we are seeing people, Pastor Mark, from different languages, people speaking Mandarin, Cantonese, Tamil, and they are all coming into our connect groups. And we are so excited for all God has for us. Wow, so there you go, incredible. So much opportunity, so much encouragement, so stirring, so uplifting. There's always more to be done. I hope you enjoyed today's extended connect group and you feel more informed, more inspired, more connected to all that God is doing in your city, but also around the world. And this is just the beginning of an incredible weekend. Miracle Offering Sunday is always the highlight. So let's get ready for more. Contact your local lead pastor. Give if you haven't already. And right now, before we close, I wanna pray a blessing over you. Father, bless your people. Cause your face to shine in their direction. Bring peace, increase, all around them and I thank you no matter whether they're going through a difficult time or they're flying through life, you would be so present in their boat on their journey. Give them all the grace they need for the task and the life at their hand. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone around the world said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon. To give toward this year's miracle offering, simply scan the QR code, go to kingdomcity.com slash miracle offering, or use the Kingdom City app and select give, select your campus, and select your preferred giving method. To give in your campus, you can use the miracle offering envelope available on your seat or at the information desk. 
Simply fill in your preferred giving method and seal the envelope. You may give either in service or at the information desk in the foyer after the service. Thank you so much for sewing into our miracle offering.